The Leadership File on Premier. So welcome to The Leadership File, bringing you conversations with leaders and experts on leadership themes to help you lead your life well and enable others to flourish. I'm Andy Peck, your host, and if you're a regular listener, you will know The Leadership File has classically been a show for those who are Christian leaders in the church, the charity or the commercial world. The word commercial is chosen for its alliterative value, of course, denoting all those working in a non-believing environment, whether their work is technically commercial or not. But these distinctions are not as clear-cut as might be imagined. Many companies have a charitable dimension. Many would now see profit as just one of many elements in business success. Well, to talk about this, I'm joined this week by Roger Fairhead. He's a leadership specialist, uh, delivering leadership for business achievement through speaking, training and coaching to business leaders and entrepreneurs. Alongside his business work, he developed, uh, develops mastermind groups for Global Leadership Network members and is a certified member of the John Maxwell team for delivering leadership training. He's also connected with Life Church, run by Craig Rochelle in Oklahoma, uh, amongst other places, and especially with their church online, which reaches a quarter of a million. So welcome back to the Leadership File, Roger. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me on, Andy. It's, it's great, to, great to have you back. Uh, folk uh, can listen to the first show that we did together, which is looking particularly at uh, your uh, six eyes for prize leadership. So uh, do um, if you haven't heard that, do uh, go back into the archives and, and find that one. But we're, we're going to be looking this uh, this uh, um, show a little bit at a different kind of topic, and as I, as I intimated in the introduction. Uh, we've tended to caricature, Roger, business people as hard-nosed and profit-hungry. Uh, but things have been changing, do you think? Well, I think I think there have been two types of business out there for, for, for a long, long time. I think the, the, the traditional view of business that you might come across in The Apprentice or some of those kind of programs is of the, um, there's a, a phrase that often comes to mind, everything I touch turns to sold. Uh, <laughs> right, one yeah. soundbite from an apprentice show uh, people come out all macho and I'm going to sort everything out the, the trouble I have with that model personally uh, and I, I know it's it's designed for uh, to be uh, to, to be for a commercial audience but the trouble I have with that kind of a model is they talk about project managers uh, and they seem to have these seem to be the people that are going to do everybody over in, in my world as a project manager that's that's the only way you couldn't do project management. It, it, try and do, try and do use that style, and you'd you'd fail every time. Uh, I think there's always. I think part of the difficulty uh, comes from actually it comes from a legacy from back in the seventies. Um, a Friedland he he came out with the idea that the uh, the purpose of a business enterprise was to maximise shareholder profits. And I think over the years that's been the focus. It's been it's been churned out by. Uh, MBAs the world over that our purpose is to generate profit in business and that it's the then the purpose that it's the objective of the shareholders who get those profits who are then able to distribute them in a in a, a philanthropic manner I think that before we had that focus that was coming out of the the the, the tail end of the second world war and we really really wanted to grow uh, um, the infrastructure of the, of the country back up before that we had we often had people who are more entre more uh, philanthropic in their outlook the the likes of where near where i am in staffordshire there's the the, the churchills and the the uh, the wedgwoods people like that in the birmingham there's the the, the cabras and, and, and the people tended to be these these larger 
organizations tended to have more than just the profit as the bottom line and they, they, there, were, there were a number of other things that they would focus on along with that we have this language corporate social responsibility which um you know kind of sounds a bit jargonish but but you know companies are kind of very much aware of how their business affects those around them and uh, and, and can be a blessing or, or, or not Absolutely. So there's a the, the corporate social responsibility is is a thread that's that's re-emerging. I think it's been there for a long time, but it's re-emerging as a as a popular thing. So corporate social responsibility. There's B Corp organisations who subscribe to um, uh, certain um, ideas. I think that the I think I think in this day and age, I think there's a generational thing to a certain extent. Coming out of the Second World War, we had a, a generation of, of the baby boomers who get your head down, get on with it. Um, you're lucky you've got a job. Before that, there was a silent generation who really just just um, got on with the job and, the, and it was a career for life. Uh, as we go through into the Gen X, Y, Gen Z, that kind of territory, we, we have people who are growing up without the the background of the of people in the older generations and they, they start to ask some of the questions. And I think some of the other questions that they ask is they, 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 they want to know what's, what, what's your passion? What's, what's the reason? that you're doing what you do. Uh, Simon Sinek famously came out with the Golden Circle, the, the book called Why. Why are you doing what you're doing? It's not just the what and the how, it's the why you're doing it that connects with people, that connects with people emotionally and makes them want to engage with you. As an organization, young people, younger people today are becoming increasingly intolerant with companies without a cause. Yeah. What, what's the reason for what's the reason you, that you want to do what you're doing? Is it simply to make a profit, to make it make a make a lot of money, and then to to do whatever you need to do with that money, or is there something more esoteric going on? And so, the the popular uh, idea tends to be it seems that's emerging seems to be looking in terms of corporate social responsibility at something called the triple bottom line, and this is looking at not just profit, but it's also looking at um, uh, the planet. And the people. So, are you doing something for the people? Are you actually thinking about the people in your organisation, or are they just cogs in a wheel? And for the planet, are you looking responsibly at? Um, I, I remember my mum used to tell me, "Leave, leave, leave a room as tidy as you you, you went into it." Right. And it, 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 maybe we could think of our planet in a similar way. Can we leave the planet personally in the same state that we found it? Yeah. Uh, so, the, the, the three Ps of of um, uh, people profit and planet but I think that's that doesn't go quite far enough for me uh, I found that working with leaders across the business sector but also across the the, the social sector from the charities from churches that there are two extra areas two other areas that differentiate people that I've come to call difference makers and for difference maker there seem to be five headings so there's people profit and planet in the middle but at the start of the whole process there's a passion there's some kind of passion that says I want to make a difference I want to invest my time effort and energy into this because it's going to make a difference and at the tail end there's some kind of philanthropy so that people can I want to invest into something that's bigger and beyond what I'm just the thing I'm doing so in my, in my case for example I I, the, a share of the profits that I make in my organization goes straight out to a, a group called Hope International. And Hope International invests in microfinance. So this is providing loans to people in, third, in the third world, in the, the developing nations, 
so that they they can have the hundred dollars, two hundred dollars to invest it to borrow to invest into their business to then repay to the people locally to the organisation locally on the ground who can then reuse that money to, to help somebody else, and this gives this this helps be this helps somebody who who's got enough. Um, who's got enough collateral to buy a day's worth of food to buy to bring to the village and, and sell? Now they can have a little bit of extra. They can buy two days worth of food, and then they've got half the amount of travel, so they can spend more time in the sales process and helping those people around them. Right. So that's philanthropy. So I think I think my for me, I'm I'm all about helping difference makers make a difference. And my definition of a difference maker has those five headings. So it's the three in the middle of the corporate social responsibility, which are people, profit, and planet. But to get started, we need that passion. And as a result of what we do, we need to have some kind of philanthropy that's going to help others beyond just the, the, the direct impact we have to make. Splendid. Well, and um, when as you're kind of selecting, are you able to select who you work with so you can f- particularly focus upon people with a cause? Or do you sometimes have to meet folk who perhaps haven't got a cause and you kind of suggest it to them that maybe there's there's some ways in which what they're doing could uh, have a wider benefit or maybe they need to introduce that well i find i find generally working with with leaders whether it's chief execs whether it's senior management teams whether it's individuals who want coaching that uh, some that they, they 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 often need to to uh, explore some of these things be exposed to them and that for some people it really resonates, and they think, "Yes, I can see exactly what you mean, and I, I understand that." Help me to, to put this into pra- into practice. Other people would say, "Well, why would I bother? <laughs> why, why would I bother?" And and for those people, I say, "Well, you don't need me to help you then." <laughs> but there'll be loads of people around that will be able to help you in, in the, the, the what what you're trying to achieve. But actually, you probably don't need the sort of help that I can offer right. because my the, the stuff that I can offer, I want to help. I, I want to make a difference and I want to work with people who want to make a difference. Sure, sure. And obviously this is, you're, you're talking a wide range of folk. I mean, so obviously those who are believers in Jesus often, not always, but often will will have that sense of passion and cause and, and concern for outsiders. But also obviously people of no faith and, and other faiths will, will have that as well. Absolutely. I find it, I find across the spectrum that there's people that that, that want to want to do the right thing. They have the right emotions. They have the right attitudes. What I would say that was the right attitudes. Um, there are some people that um, that just just have it inside of them. That they they just want to help people. That, um, that, that sometimes what I what I find with leaders is, is interesting. What I find with leaders, some leaders, you you'll look at what they do, and they're absolutely fantastic leaders. They do all the sort of right things they, they, they understand the territory they, they're, they're, they're clearly people look up to them and they don't need help from me because they're already doing a great job right, sure. there are other leaders who would say I'm a fantastic leader I know exactly what I'm doing I don't, I've got everything taped in my view maybe some of these people haven't got it sorted out but they, they're never going to want help from somebody like me and then there are some people in the middle which who, who have come up through maybe they've come up through their their career, they've got better at doing what they do. So in my case, as an engineer, I started out as a design engineer, then senior design engineer, and worked through that process. And people end up in a position where they now have to look after people. And quite often, people in technical roles, people in professional roles, accountants, solicitors, IT people, get them find themselves in a role where they're now in a leadership position. They have a passion. They have all the, the, the attributes that they might need to be able to lead. They just haven't had... The opportunity to have any training, they haven't had the had the opportunity to explore some of the ideas 
they've been focusing on, on the work that they need to do. And it's those people I usually find that are most interested in, in, in people most interested in working with. Sure. Well, you're listening to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Roger Fairhead. He's a leadership specialist delivering leadership for business achievement through speaking, training and coaching to business leaders and entrepreneurs. We're talking particularly uh, about uh, the whole pr- process of, of seeking to develop your cause or uh, your corporate social responsibility and that element of business it's not just about profit but it can be about other things too we'll be back just after this welcome back to the leadership file with me andy peck i'm joined this week by roger fairhead a leadership specialist delivering leadership for business achievement through speaking training and coaching we're talking particularly about uh, uh leading with a cause uh the way companies have particular uh, a corporate sp- social responsibility or a a cause that they're concerned about or that uh, ability to, to, to plough some of their profits into uh, philanthropic endeavours. Um, so, so, Roger, I'm just wondering if you uh, are able to, without um, violating confidential um, information, <laughs> you know, share some of the stories of, of, of companies you've worked with or, or situations in a broad context that, uh, that perhaps have this um, more corporate spon- responsibility dimension to their uh, outlook. There's some that are very easy to see, really. There's there's a number of charities I've worked with over the years, with with the YMCA's, with the the YSCs, Youth for Christ, with 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 churches. Uh, in the in the in other areas, there's education. A lot of a lot of people go into education because they're passionate about wanting to educate young people's lives, help young people become more effective in what they're doing. We can see all around us the sort of the, the, there's there's businesses that we, we see the the, uh, the 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 shoes uh, where where you, you buy one pair of shoes and that another pair is given to another young person out in the developing world. There's Liz Bohannon recently uh, wrote a book called Beginner's Pluck. She she st- she wanted to help young young women and girls out in the developing uh, African continent to to actually earn, be able to earn a living. Uh, and get an education, and buy, and help them find find the, find a way out of the poverty that they were living in. And so she's invested a lot of her time in uh, Seiko, in Seiko Designs. There's, there's there's companies all around us, but even even within even within the the, the tra- traditional engineering uh, or or um, accounting or um, um, professional organisations, there are people people usually go into these. A lot of people go into these businesses because they have a passion about the thing. They they love numbers. They they become accountants. They love legal speak, so they become lawyers. They become, they love IT, and they just really for for somebody in IT, they just love to get into the tech. But quite often, they have more than just the tech in their in their tool bag. They have there are other other things that they have in their in, in their makeup that say actually I, I want to make a difference in this area. I want to make a difference in this area. And it's what part there was, there's one of my customers is actually in the US. And uh, so he, he works in providing an online curriculum for people who um, who who want to do an online training and university education, and his passion is beyond just the the, the technology of the the online uh, tutoring. His his passion is to help Christians become more effective in what they're doing. So there's all sorts of areas where people have a passion that's beyond just the thing they're doing. That there's a reason they want to do it. Right um, now, some folk may be listening. Um, I'm thinking crumbs. You know, if if I'm honest, the bottom line is the way in which I run my company, um, or 
you know even 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 my church perhaps i um you know i'm just going through the motions i'm you know we're, we're showing up every week and um but you know it's it's not quite obviously pre pre covid days <laughs> showing up every week uh not able to do that at the moment but um you know so what would you say to people who who are listening and and think crumbs maybe i should introduce something more into my uh into my work that has a, a broader perspective than than the mere the, the the profit line or indeed just going through the motions of the charity or church that i'm part of I think the answer to that has to do with where where are you looking as a leader some some leaders will be looking to the horizon so what's on the horizon and that's where we want to get to some people are looking even closer than that but I think the 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 imagined part of prize is saying how can you look beyond the horizon I think the effectiveness of leaders who can see beyond the horizon what's over the hill it's just out of sight what can you imagine would be there what could you imagine could be there and then that's working back from that so what can we imagine that's over the horizon what do we need to see on the horizon in order to be able to get nearer to that thing that's over the, the horizon yeah. and that is part of the imagine process to help leaders see over the, the horizon for their context what would they, they they can create this thing that's over there yeah. they, they can they can they can make it fashion they can fashion it they can make it come into into being they, they can make this thing happen Right. The things over the horizon, and and that's um, Rogers referencing the, um, the, the the first show we did together, where we looked at the six uh, elements of um, uh, of uh, the prize leadership. So, um, Roger, it'd be good to just to, to change tack as we as we're coming to a, a close, and just ask you a little bit about the um, the leadership ministries that you've you've been engaged in. Glo- Global Leadership Network is one. The John Maxwell leadership team is, is another and the Craig Rochelle leadership uh, as well, uh, just because some leaders may not be familiar with each, but each have a, a particular um, focus, uh, an approach to training and to leadership and to management that that could really be enlivening and, and, and helpful to them. So perhaps you could, you could talk about each. Sure. The uh, I guess from a time perspective the, of, of those um I've known of them all for, for a good number of years, but I started to get really involved with, with Life Church some eight or nine years ago when we started to use some of Craig's materials in our small group. Uh, we then found out that there was this thing called Church Online. Uh, one of the people from the Church Online team came to the UK and, and shared about this this thing, which is Church Online. So it's it's uh, it's now grown into a thing that has we have 90 services every week online, and at every service we have a, a team of volunteers who are there to engage with the people that come along to that service. Uh, of course, in these recent recent days with the the, uh, the lockdown, that the the church online platform is given away for free by Life Church, and uh, people some something like twenty thousand new churches joined in the first month of lockdown. It's, well. it's a fantastic uh, infrastructure that people can use entirely for free. So Life Church, they they have uh, thirty four thirty five sites around the US, not all of them in, in use at the moment, in fact none of them, but, but the, so they, they've all come to, to Church Online, but they have something like eighty to 100,000 uh, physical attendees who are now come, all coming online. And I've been part of the Church Online team, so I, I, I'm part of the team that pastor the, 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 these ho- the host teams. There's about 350 volunteers across 40 odd countries, and so there's a small team of us to get together each week to figure out how we're going to manage these teams and, and, and uh, do the leadershipy stuff that <laughs> needs to be done in that kind of environment. So that's the the, the Life Church Church Online team. 
Uh, then we come to the John Maxwell team. So as I started to ramp up uh, wanting to deliver some effective and, and useful leadership material, the John Maxwell team certification gives me access to a lot of John's books and his, his uh, content to be able to share that with people um, across the UK and, and indeed across uh, in, in America, I use it there, there too. Uh, and so what that involves is a certification process. We get out to, to Orlando for the conferences when, when we can get to live conferences. Um, and I've been out on a number of, number of occasions to that. But just to engage with the faculty there that are world-class speakers, world-class speaker trainers, world-class coaches to, to invest. They, they invest their time in me so I can invest my time in other people. It's just fantastic to be in part of that tribe. And then more recently, although I've been a member, I've been attending the Global Leadership Summit events that have been held around the UK um, for the last 15 years or so. Um, okay, here and there across the, the last 15 years, I've been a number, number of times. It, it happened a couple of, a few years ago that I happened to visit Chicago. I was in Orlando for a visit to, for the John Maxwell team and I noticed the, the Global Leadership Summit was happening the next two days so saturday through wednesday was john maxwell thursday friday was the global leadership summit and whilst i was there i met some of the team and we just struck up a relationship we started chatting and um, and then 12 months ago uh, they asked if i joined the board so i joined the board of the global leadership network uk uh, and i'm now the, the, i'm now chair of the the uk group there's all sorts of things going and it was really quite interesting that the the first visit to chicago uh, came off the back of the John Maxwell conference. I was um, sharing with John, so I was invited to, to join the stage, uh, share the stage with John to, to share about the work I'm doing with Life Church and Church Online. And so from, from sitting on the on stage at the World Marriott in Orlando, catching the plane up to Chicago, and then, of course, John Maxwell and Craig Rochelle were both main, main speakers on the main stage for that event. So for me, that was kind of a, a highlight in my journey through to where, where I've got to today. Fabulous. Good. And, uh, yeah, obviously folk can... Um uh, connect with the with the global leadership network we've had uh, mike hill um as a guest on the show um and you know that's a can be a, a fabulous uh philip to your team uh, if you take your team along to the global Sh leadership network uh, summits uh, it'll be one fairly close i guess to wherever you are in the country um with it certainly within an hour's drive or a couple of hours drive perhaps one of the things we're, we're, we're working at the moment right at the moment we're working on what the program is going to be for this year given the the current circumstances are slightly unusual and quite a, a quite a likely outcome is to have more online opportunity opportunities online and the, the particular focus in the global leadership network is looking not just to uh, help people become more educated in their leadership skills but to do things more practically uh, we're, we're all about helping we have a phrase that we use which is community around content so we can consume content from all sorts of sources but the most effective way of making that content turn into reality we talked earlier about um, helping people to, to change behavior you can't change behavior by changing behavior you have to check work on the attitudes and the emotions that cause the behavior so in terms of the global leadership network in the uk we're looking to develop some more programs where we can work together we can come in community we can discuss the content and then start to put some things in action and actually change from uh, from shelf development to self-development rather than just going away and getting the content and putting it on the memory backs on the shelf we actually put it into ourselves and do something differently as a result that's a great great phrase love that thank you well roger at times defeated us but it's been fabulous to 
to chat with you and, and people can connect with you via rogerfairhead.com rogerfairhead.com is the website roger at rogerfairhead.com is the email and from there there's all sorts of other means of, of connecting fabulous well thank you again for, for your insight and, uh, and a reminder to folk that uh, you can listen to the first show we did I did with Roger as well uh, that'll be on the archive on the on the premium website so thank you so much thanks Andy thanks for inviting me fabulous and th- thank you for joining us if uh, you're listening online or uh, live uh, on premier radio it's been gr- great to have you do uh, tune in uh, next Sunday at 3.30 or download the, the show onto your listening device uh, ready in readiness uh, for the next show uh, look forward to your company then and uh, God bless in all you do. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apec at cwr.org.uk. 